coming off the top of the cage. It is the top of the cage podcast. I am Bill, joined always by my tag team partner, my wrestling confidant. I was listening to a podcast today where they called their producer their confidant, so I'm pretty confident in calling you my confidant, Justin Juice Cannon. You know, can you really call me your partner when uh, you, you're out here, you know, just flipping sides, taking the pledge, joining the unit, and, uh, you know, I stand tall. I'm a man. I, I stand my ground, and I'm still, even though I respect the unit, I'm glad they come onto our podcast, our guests. I am still, you know, a fan of Love Dog. I'm still team real chaotic, not the unit. I was going to save this for a little bit later, but... For those of you who do not have the video format of our podcast, which doesn't exist, Juice is wearing a Mike Verna shirt right now. Literally repping one of the unit members. It is claiming that he does not like the unit. He does not respect what the unit is doing. So I, I like the unit in the ring. I respect their talent. I just don't respect their cheating antics and uh, their, what they're doing to the talent of Chaotic firing love dog demeaning chase to a mere water boy i can't approve that but i approve their talent and i approve of mike verna because mike verna used to be against the unit i think one day soon he is gonna get senses back and he is gonna turn on the unit and be the hero that i know he is the man of steel because he is a all right well i don't know if hollywood's gonna be doing that anytime soon but tonight we continued our little mini unit takeover on the podcast where we welcomed Danny Miles to the podcast tonight. And quite the quite the interview we had. That was really fun. Definitely a great guy to shoot the shit with, even though he is a member of your hated unit, which even though you're buying their merch and giving them money, you know, just saying. Mike Verna's merch. I don't have a unit shirt, okay? <laughs> but yeah, we had a, we had a really fun talk with Danny. Um, you know, I think there was a lot of great stuff we got into talking not only the unit, but um, some of his jujitsu background, some of his crazy matches he's had throughout the years. I mean, that was one thing that really impressed me is I thought at one point the list that he was naming for his matches he had just wouldn't stop. Now nah, I was looking up his matches, dude. And there was something like he didn't even mention, like uh, I think a month ago, he, he had a tag match that um, James Storm was his opponent. <laughs> I'm like, geez. And, like, you know, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, what a list. Danny Miles has had a great 16-year career. Dude can go in the ring. Uh, the matches that we've seen recently have been really great. He's killing chaotic, big-time wrestling. Glad to get to talk to him. He's a chill dude, definitely. Uh, even though even though we have little differences, because he's a member of the unit, uh, still a dude that I'd love to have a, a beer with, just chill with. The cool dude. Great interview. I can't wait for people to listen to it. They don't have to wait long. All right, so here is our interview with Dynamite Danny Miles. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another interview with Top of the Cage Podcast. We got another member of this the unstoppable unit of chaotic and seen in other promotions recently too. We have the one, the only, the dynamite Danny 
Miles, a current chaotic wrestling tag team champion, has appeared in many other promotions, and this guy is just a stallion in the ring. I just watched a couple of the matches and just fun times, including that dog collar match with Bronson. Yeah, that was a war. Yeah, that was wild, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a war. Bronson and I had a, a pretty heated little uh, rivalry going on there for a little while. Was that your um, first dog collar match or any others? Yeah, that was my first dog collar match, yeah. What What's it like? What's it like feel? <laughs> like- uh, feels like you're wearing a dog collar. You know, you got this thing around your neck and getting pulled on yanked on and you know i'm used to carrying a chain around so the, the weight of the chain wasn't wasn't anything you know so it's, uh, it's it was definitely interesting i'm I, i've wanted to do another one but uh nobody will step up i mean things are getting pretty personal and chaotic maybe someone can i mean yeah but who come on i don't know make some names i guess i guess davy could uh put a dog collar on her neck maybe davy yeah maybe, i mean i know love dogs have quite uh disagreement yeah. the unit that should have been one of the one of the things i said we couldn't talk about love doug yeah, i can't stand doug. that guy i love love doug <laughs> fun intended you might be the only person i think you're yours only fan oh no man there's that little kid with the bullet that, comes to yeah. the show. that don't count that's bad off. parenting he doesn't know what he's doing he, he can't make his own decisions uh, i think i think that kid's got a good head on his shoulders got good um intuition about wrestlers the like here we go here we go what are we what are we 78 seconds into this you're already starting with me all right all right grind you the wrong way we talked about the dog car match and you brought up your chain and that was one of the questions i wanted to ask your uh, mm-hmm. iconic chain how did that start what's up with the chain because it looks badass dude yeah, thanks it, uh so i was doing a lot of uh promos actually uh for what for wrestling as of tomorrow and a lot of them were in the gym um even some that i filmed for uh, atlantic pro wrestling and big time wrestling i'd always be in the gym and there would always be these chains around me because i use a lot of chains in, in uh in my workouts and uh so one day i was just like you know what i'm carrying one to the ring like that's you know that's what i'm doing they're always in these promos like why aren't i gonna just do this and uh, I didn't want it to be one of these chains that, like, you see all, everywhere else. You know, these ones that someone in the crowd's like, oh, yeah, I have one of those in, in my car. Like, you know, I wanted it to be a big chain, like, in the gym or, or something like that. So I wanted I, – I didn't want, like, the regular person in the crowd to just be like, oh, I have one of those. That's not heavy. Had to go big. And uh, it's I actually – I tell people all the time it's the uh, the biggest rib I've ever played, and it's on myself because I got to travel with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's not fun, you know. Uh, there's been a couple shows for big time where we're at, uh, you know, these uh, baseball stadiums, and the locker room will be like way out in left field, and you know, you have this 20 minute match, and now I got to lug this stupid chain back to the locker room. <laughs> How much does it weigh? 300 and eight, no. Uh, <laughs> um, it actually, it's it's actually not that heavy. Uh, it's like 35 pounds, but it's so awkward and. Uh, it's long and it's just the, the proportion of the weight is different. So when you pick it up, it feels like it's 75, 100 pounds, you know, and really it's not. Nonetheless, it's still a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, it still sounds like 
not something I want to like walk the ring with throughout the yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. One, one show in uh, for big time in uh, two in Pennsylvania. I came through the curtain after the match. I like threw it on down on the ground. I was like, God damn it, this thing. And uh, Mark Henry was sitting there, and he just looked at me and goes, "Man, what a rib!" And I was like, "I know," and I did it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the call out, though. Freaking Mark Henry he was. Um, yeah. What did you do in the show? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I think uh, I want to say he managed somebody. I don't. I don't remember. Usually, you know, when uh, at big time when we have you know these these uh, big names on the shows, they're if they're not wrestling, they're doing something on the show. Like we don't. We try not to have these uh, the guys that come for the meet and greet and then disappear. You know, because not everyone's going up to meet these guys, and if they see them on a the poster, you know, they expect to see them on the show. So I'm, I'm sure he managed somebody or did a promo or something. I don't. I don't remember. That was a while ago, but, uh, but yeah, he was there. If you name them, they, they've pretty much been on a big time show. And if they haven't been, uh, there's probably a reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> there is a big name coming to big time soon. Two names, actually, that uh, you recently tweeted about, uh, that the Hardy Boys are reuniting and they're yes, going they to are. big time. And you said that you had some unsettled beef with them. Are you and Gangrel going to reunite? Hey, maybe, maybe. A little rematch, a little rematch. Uh, hey, from Spartanburg, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got beef with them. I, I've, I've had several matches with them, singles and in tags. And uh, uh most recently, as uh, this weekend, Matt and I had a match in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, uh, on a big time show. You know, they're getting back together, so you know, what better way to, to bring them back to big time than if you know we uh settle the score once and for all? So, the first time you um wrestled one of the Hardys. Were you, like, nervous to wrestle a guy like that? So, uh, first time I wrestled, let's see, I wrestled Matt first. And uh, I'm trying to think what year it was. It's probably 2015, maybe, 14. So, so by that time, I, I started wrestling in 2006. I mean, I've been wrestling literally, at, at this point, it's half my life. So, I, I don't... I don't want to say I don't get nervous because it, it does happen. I'm actually more nervous in front of the, the smaller crowds at like chaotic than I am. You know, we had a couple thousand people in Spartanburg this weekend and it's nothing, you know, I actually, it was funny. I was, my music was playing this weekend and I wasn't even, I didn't even know it was playing. They came, they're like, oh, your music. And I was like, oh, and I just like went out. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that happens when you're, when you're in these, these matches with these guys that like, you know, you grew up watching or, or maybe, you, you know, you were fans of as, as a kid and all this stuff is you just don't want to, um, especially, you know, guys that are, you know, been around for a long time and they're still doing it. Um, you, you don't, you don't want to hurt them. You know what I mean? So, like, the last thing I want to do is go on a match with Matt Hardy, and then next thing you know, he's seriously injured, and I'm the guy that did it. <laughs> well, he must trust you, man, because you worked yeah. with him multiple times. Like, a lot of the yeah. matches, I was, like, going through the watch matches of yours. It's with the Hardys or Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Like, they definitely trust you and like you, man, or they wouldn't keep working with you. And that's just – that must be, like, quite the, a huge compliment. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is. It definitely is. Um, those guys are great. We, uh, we've had, like you said, we've had several matches together and um, it's always gone well besides, you know, them paying off the refs to, you know, quick count when my shoulders are down, but we'll leave that alone. Well, I mean, with the unit running chaotic, I mean, you guys should be used to having some, some pull around the place, right? Are you kidding me? Have you not seen T Tony P deck JT every chance he gets? That's true. That is true. Uh, is, is there any inclination of, of getting a ref 
in chaotic, you know, that's a unit ref. I've brought that up many times. Who knows? You just have to uh, keep watching and see what happens. You already got a unit commentator in your pocket. So we do, I- we do. He still owes me a steak dinner for uh, that, that little stunt he pulled uh, when the whole locker room tried to chase us out. Where's it, where's it going to be the steak dinner? What's a good I don't steak? Know. Uh, I don't know. I'll let him, I'll let him pick that. And if it's not good, then he'll, you know, have to find another job. <laughs> just tough standards from the unit. Of course. You know, we, we, we don't just claim to be the best. We are the best and we expect, we expect greatness. So for you, unit, you are, you are usually representing the unit in the tag championship picture most of the time. You've been on a run of really entertaining matches. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Usually when I'm in the crowd, uh, I'm booing against the unit because uh, Chase is our first guest. But uh, you got re- you to gotta respect the quality matches that you're having. And is there any tag teams around that you think might be a tough obstacle for the unit and their title run? So you never uh, want to... Um discredit anyone or take anyone lightly but i mean when you look at any combination of the unit any combination who do you think can stand up to us not I, many i i think i would like to see uh the actual shook crew get a chance because they want a title chance and uh sadly bobby orlando couldn't make final fight so mm-hmm. uh santa we love doug has to replace and um i'd like i'd like to see shook crew versus uh, two members of the unit. I'd prefer you and Trigger, but any any two would would do because you're all you're all great wrestlers. I respect the talent. I just don't respect the the antics of the unit. Antics? What antics? We just like to have fun. We just like to have fun. That's all. Nothing wrong with having fun. Yeah, nothing wrong. And nothing uh, wrong with having fun, but something's wrong with cheating. And uh, what cheating? Know. If we cheated, we would be disqualified, would we not? I mean, if you get caught, and you guys usually don't get caught, or if you own the company, we don't own it. That was that was made clear. Chase still owns it. He's, you know, his name's on everything, so you know he's got to take care of the taxes and stuff they like that. The money, you know, man. we Jesus we just run it. You know, Juice. One of your favorite wrestlers was Eddie Guerrero. Why why are you doubting the lying cheating and stealing? <laughs> yeah, what what is that? You, you you come down on on us for quote unquote cheating, but your favorite wrestler was mr lie cheat and steal what was it what was it if, if you're not cheating you're not trying right is that is that what it was yeah, yeah. You, you're right oh, okay. you're right and maybe i should uh i don't know maybe it's just because my loyalty to, to chase as our first ever guest that wow. i can't that i have a double standard maybe it that's sounds me. like you had as good a parenting as that kid who dresses up as love Doug, because <laughs> you're you're picking the wrong sides here you're back in the wrong horses in these races. Uh, we'll it's, see in the long run. It's not over yet. The you just, you just said way. you wanted both members of the Shook crew. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've choked out Bobby Orlando and Bobby Jr. And I just choked out Bryce Donovan. Things aren't done. I, I want them back. I think, uh, I think they can get the job done if they get another shot. Good thing, good thing no one pays you to think because they, they would not be getting their money's worth. <laughs> well, uh, agree to disagree there. <laughs> I think uh, I'd be a great booker and uh, or a great, you know. Oh, I get here me. we go. 
from, po- from, from buying a ticket to the show to podcasting. Now you want to be a booker. Holy. Oh, what's next? What's next? I don't know. Well, we'll see the future. We'll see in the future what, what's next for uh, Juice, the podcast genius and a future booking genius. Future booking genius. Oh, man. That, that'll, that'll sell some t-shirts. So going back to uh, talking about choking out Bobby Orlando, I mean, it's, it's not hard to see that you have a very technical, very, uh, you know, martial arts style. I know before the podcast too, you and I were talking about jujitsu, you know, how did you get started with that? And how does that uh, translate into your wrestling style? Uh, so I've, I've been a, a fan of, you know, MMA for as long, as long as I can remember, you know, the, the first, you know, the first season of Ultimate Fighter is like what people call like the boom period where everyone became a fan. I was watching UFC pay-per-views before that, you know, so I, I've always had a, a, an interest and a liking to it. And um, uh, when I went to Japan in 2010, they're very um, uh, big on, on the shoot style of, of wrestling. And uh, I didn't really have that background when I was there. And in training, you know, that made it things kind of tough for me, you know, because uh, this one thing that was always said, oh, oh, very, very strong. No, no technique, no technique, you know, so <laughs> um, over the, you know, when I came home, you know, that I, I was like, oh, man, I need to I need to train. I need to train. Uh, let's see. I'm going on. I think May, I think will be four years, I think, since I started. And actually how I got started was um, a, a a childhood friend of mine had actually started training at a gym uh, near where we grew up. And uh, I went, I went to one of his tournaments. He had like, he was doing his first uh, competition. And so I went out and uh, surprised him at it. Cause he like, wouldn't tell anyone where it was or, or what, which one it was. But I mean, like I, like I said before this, you know, uh, my regular day job is uh, in it. So I was able to figure out where he was going to be and you know, when, where, you know, when it was. So his dad and I actually went to it and, and, you know, showed up and surprised him and watched and he did good uh, for his first time. And I was, that was it. I was hooked just being in that environment. I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm starting. I emailed a couple of places near me. Uh, one of them got back to me, like within, within a half, like 20 minutes, I got a text message, you know? So I was like, all right, I'll be there Monday. And so I, I went and the rest is history. Been, been there ever since. And uh, some of my best friends, you know, outside of wrestling, like, are from that academy and like if I didn't go there um, I wouldn't have these people in my life which wouldn't be a good thing I don't think right now so what's the gym you train at called uh, it's called the paradigm academy it's in Lowell Massachusetts okay I actually um at, at final fight I took a buddy to a chaotic final fight that um he's not a wrestling fan but he he's uh doing BJJ training too and he used to be there and um I wasn't sure of the name that's why I asked you but you guys had your title match and uh, he was like that guy choked me out i i did bjj with him oh what's his name uh his name's ben i don't i don't know how long he's there because now he trains somewhere else because he moved okay but um yeah he was like i did bjj with him you choked me out a couple times (laughs) yeah i can see that happening (laughs) i mean it's tough to because if you've seen the dude he's a i mean he's not a fat slob like me he's like a jacked fit really like in shape dude <laughs> so i was like damn i mean but he's like you know it's all about technique if you've been doing it for a long time then it doesn't matter how strong or strong you are or fast you are you're gonna choke out you're gonna be beat the guy up you're gonna choke him out yeah it's uh 
if you're someone that's been training at any kind of time period, well, I shouldn't say any type of time period. If you've only been there a month or two, I wouldn't go out picking fights with anybody. I won't go out picking fights with anybody anyways, but you know, if it happens, you, know, you gotta handle it. But if you're coming in on day one and you're trying and you're trying to roll with, you know, one of the, the, you know, blue belts or purple belts or something like that, you think you're already at, you know, worlds, uh, you're going to, you're going to get put in your place real quick. <laughs> Sometimes you got to humble guys because they come in, you know, all piss and vinegar and uh, think that because, you know, they were the tough kid in high school that, you know, that's where they'll be when they, you know, day one of training. Yeah, that's who I've heard from my two buddies at UBJJ. They're like, yeah, you get humbled quick. Even yeah. if you have like a wrestling background, like a, mm -hmm. you know, like amateur wrestling background or some type of type background like that or boxing. Like you get humbled quick when you do BJJ. I was like, that doesn't sound fun getting jumped out all the time. They're like, well, eventually you stop. Yeah, eventually you stop. The the amateur wrestlers when they come in, the, the problem with them is that they're uh their big thing is they don't put their back on the ground. So a lot of times they go belly down, which is the worst place you could ever be in, you know, a jujitsu competition or role or anything like that. Because think about it, your uh your hands are in front of you, they your opponents on your back. How are you getting them off of you? Like, it's the worst. How You you can't see where they're trying to attack you from. You know, it's it's the worst spot. Having someone on your back is the worst. Um, and if you go belly down, you're in a lot of trouble. So what happens is these uh, these guys with their, their, their amateur wrestling backgrounds, they come in and that's what they do because that's what they're they're used to. So once, once they learn, like, to not do that, the rest just comes easy. You know, they, as soon as they, they figure out a few things, they excel a lot quicker than, you know, the normal person off the street because they already know how to um, distribute their weight. They already know how to move in certain ways, switch their hips. The, there's other different little movements that they, they're very good at, especially the stand-up, obviously. They excel quickly. So, you know, those first couple of weeks, you, you get to, you know, toy with them a little bit. And then once they figure it out, then it's, then they become a problem. <laughs> Have you uh, competed in any tournaments nationally, locally, internationally? I've done a, I've done a, quite a few local tournaments, yeah, um, around New England. Um, there, there's talk from you know a couple buddies and stuff of uh, starting to travel a little bit and do some uh, bigger tournaments, but uh, I uh, I actually haven't been as consistent as I should be in the last few months. So uh, once I get back on the horse, you know, we'll we'll start talking about that again. So are there any um, UFC fighters who like their uh, BJJ? background that you i don't know really impresses you like watching it because you said you like you're a fan of that uh i mean yeah there's there's quite a few um you know the lightweight champ right now charles Oliveira. he's he's unreal I, i've been a fan of his for a, for a little while now not not you know a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon recently but um which is fine because he's you can just tell that he's like a nice genuine dude if people want to jump on the bandwagon that's cool <laughs> but uh you know he, he's 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 great to watch on the ground obvious ones the damian mayas you know people like that um gilbert burns i love watching gilbert burns i actually anytime i see that he's doing just a strictly jujitsu competition I'm, I'm always trying to watch it um i'm a big fan of gilbert burns um obviously cron gracie you know uh gary tonin over in one fc he's racking up you know wins and uh and back in the ufc you got ryan hall nobody wants to fight him i know his last is you know he had, he had that one fight there where he got knocked out but uh uh, it's hard for him to even get a fight because he's so dangerous on the ground. Since recently, I know um, Nagano had his fight, and he's known as mm -hmm. a stand-up guy. And his last match, it was very wrestling-based. 
were you shocked by that at all that he had like changed like he could actually wrestle because that was always his weakness so this past fight no because uh i know that he you know it's out there that he's been training with kamaru usman and stuff like that working on the wrestling um but the title fight against stipe he defended a takedown and then took stipe down and all of us in the room just like looked at each other and we're just like, holy shit. Like, this is not good for anybody. If he, if he started to wrestle, everyone's in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and two of my buddies are really big UFC fans. We always watch, especially one of my buddies. And um, that was our reaction to that fight that we're like, wow. Like you said, like if he can keep polishing up his like takedown defense and his wrestling game, like he's going to be unstoppable because that was his main weakness. That's how yeah. people like a Jones would like abuse him and like he would lose because he's just he used to be just like a big knockout strength stand up guy and now like he's becoming polished and well rounded and he's uh, he was already scary before that and now he's just gonna be scarier. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's even more impressive, you know, this this last fight with the with the way he was um, kind of ragdolling uh, Cyril when you hear that he. Uh, tore his knee completely in training you know, torn ACL and MCL so he actually has to get surgery on that stuff so the way he was able to still wrestle the way he did with the banged up knee it was actually like makes it even more impressive yeah and his reactions are like yeah I, I didn't want to pull out the flex I want to show how tough I am I'm like yeah, yeah. no one questioned that <laughs> yeah definitely didn't question that did you, did you see his episode of Joe Rogan talking about digging you know holes in the sand in the desert and stuff it's like dude <laughs> come on <laughs> Yeah, and like uh, there's another guy, like a barstool guy, was asking like people, oh, what what's the biggest animal you think you could knock out? And his answer <laughs> was like, I could knock out a lion, <laughs> and I believe it. <laughs> um, listen, I'm I I'm not gonna question it. Whatever you say, Francis. <laughs> he is the real life Ivan Drago. Like that's why I picture Drago <laughs> being how strong he is. Just uh, not a, someone I want to be punched in the face by. All right, man, we're going to turn it back to wrestling, but still little technical parts of it. Or some of the hardest, you know, in the map pro wrestling moves to learn, like, you know, suplexes or submissions, or what's some of the hardest? Hmm, that's a, that's a good one. I guess when you're first starting out, um, any type of, you know, just falling in general is like when you're first starting, it's not a natural thing, you know? It's not a natural um thing to just throw yourself at the mat or at the ground or wherever so when you're first starting you know the just any type of fall is actually kind of um nerve-wracking a little bit until you get used to it there's still stuff today that like people are like oh yeah we're gonna do this i'm like yeah okay have fun <laughs> i'm gonna be over here in the corner <laughs> watching you <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one to like think of any like one specific thing uh when i was younger you know i was i was a little more uh limber and would you know do the springboards and stuff off the top and now you know i'm on this is my 16th year and i'm uh winding down on that stuff so anytime we got to start climbing the ropes i'm uh i start to get a little uh a little nervous but uh if it's got to be done it's got to be done so for you personally i mean i know like i said you've had some of that in your arsenal um, in terms of, of wrestling a style, do you like seeing the brawling style, technical style, high-flying style? You know, is one easier to, I guess, work in the ring with compared to the other? I like a mixture. So, like, 
if you watch all my matches, like sometimes the, the, there'll be brawls, sometimes you know there'll be submission based, sometimes sometimes we gotta go to the air. You know, it's just, it's just um, it, it depends on the mood of the day and, and, and who the opponent is and uh, well, kind of what 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 you guys are reacting to too. You know, if uh, if if I feel like I just want to brawl around, but the crowd doesn't give a crap about that, then well, it's time to change it up. So I try to I try to be able to. Um, mix it up between styles that way you know things don't get stale not just you know f for me but for the fans because at the end of the day fans are what, what keeps us going you know um, they're paying the bills really so if uh, if you guys don't you know, like a certain style then we ain't doing it <laughs> so, so if you were one of the people in the crowd out yeah. of those three styles which one do you like to see the most oh man uh, so it depends on the mood uh, I'll tell you the, the, the other night, you know, I was watching the, uh, the, uh, the GCW, uh, Hammerstein show. That's the, the six man, uh, Lucha match was my favorite of the night. They went nuts and I, I couldn't believe how much I liked it. They, they were pulling out some, some crazy stuff. I actually enjoyed it a lot. So, um, you know, it really depends on my mood, but, um, if I had to, you know, say an overall, I like more of a, a technical style with some brawling, you know, um, if I'm like at the gym and I'm going up on the Stairmaster, I'll throw on a, a you know, Malenko match, a Guerrero match, a Benoit match, you know, bleep that. Uh, <laughs> he still watches matches. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, he can never not watch Benoit matches. He's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those things where, you know, you know, he was, he was always one of my favorites, but, you know, eh, doing some – the type of stuff he did, you can't, can't really uh, acknowledge him the way he used to, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I still am a big fan of, of the work in the ring. But, yeah, those are, those are the kind of things, you know, I love, you know, throwing on a, an angle match or something while I'm up on the Stairmaster, you know, hating life. <laughs> you have a favorite uh, Kurt Angle match? You know what match I love watching? Triple threat with him and Benoit Jericho where he went in as double champ and both titles are on the line. That was a great match. Yeah, it's a fun one to watch. The, the, everything about it is great. I mean, he just is not many times that Kurt Angle of this. I remember his classics in TNA with Tim mm -hmm. Obviously, yep. him and Michaels is yep. usually like a go-to answer there. Yeah, like, that's an easy one, though. Yeah, that, well, that's what I'm saying is the go-to. Yeah. That's usually yeah. what people say. So, yeah, try to mix it up. Him and AJ had a lot of good matches, too. A couple triple threats in, like, mm -hmm. TNA. Uh, my favorite is uh, the Lesnar one. I think 19, WrestleMania 19. Okay. The uh, the Shooting Star Press. Yeah, it's definitely unfortunate that that was a great match and just that one botch is just what defines that match. Yeah, that's still a great match. <laughs> I it was, it was. Um, yeah, it's just... Watching that happen, it's just, oh, that's why I don't do this stuff. It's exactly why I don't do that stuff. It's rough, but I thought the commentary really saved the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, made you, like, you know, I thought they did a good job of recovering it. Like, yeah. it was handled well in all, like, angles. Yep. I think it, there uh, wasn't any serious injury from it, so. Yeah, thank God. Can't, uh, can't complain too much. Have you ever had any scary instances or botches in the ring like that? Not like that. Uh, there was um, this one time down in um, – we were in 
Morganton, North Carolina with uh, Big Time. I decided that, you know, oh, I'm going to do the, the Italian moonsault tonight. And the guardrail was really close. And I thought that if I went from the corner, like the po in, the, in the post area, that I could jump off the turnbuckle and kind of cut the angle to be okay. I was not okay. It, it did not matter. <laughs> Bad decision. Um, so I actually, I hit the guardrail uh, with uh, one of my um, uh, thighs. And I just remember the, um, do you remember the uh, Danny DeMonto injury? When he hit the guardrail and he snapped his leg. And it was oh, like okay. Facing, oh, yeah. facing yeah, yeah. sideways. Yeah. So all I could think of was that. And I'm on the ground. I'm just like, I don't even want to look. Because I was like, I think I just snapped my leg. That's how hard I hit. And uh, ended up being all right. I just had this massive bruise, you know, for, for a couple of weeks. It was all different colors and stuff. But ended up being all right. It was actually the same night that uh, TK uh, broke his leg doing the moonsault in Ring of Honor. Same exact night. So there was something with moonsaults that day that, you know, it was just cursed. Yeah, the cursed the curse day of the moonsault. Thinking of just like uh, off top or spots like that, that makes me just envious. Again, bring it back to the Hardys. Why, like, mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy uh, would take the spots again and again the way he would. Yep. Just envious of that. And guys just who would uh, take those spots, the moon cells to that ring. Like, it, I always respect and like watching those spots and like give them credit because, like, Oh, that must like hurt when you hit the hit the rail the way you did. It just oh, like, it hurts. Oh, falling the man. I'm just like yeah. I'm like you know. I always talk about like how I would like to like train and wrestle, but like damn, I, my body couldn't take that. <laughs> I'm not brave enough to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, everything hurts. You know that, that that gets asked all the time. You know. Oh, I saw that video. You you got power bombed onto a ladder. To, you know, uh, do you learn how to like land like that? No, I got freaking thrown on a ladder, man, and it hurts. There's no learning how to 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 make it not hurt. You're you're getting thrown on uh you know a ladder or through a wooden table. Like it's it's it hurts. You know, <laughs> thumbtacks. Like it's not you know like oh those those real thumbtacks. Yes, they're real thumbtacks. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so I hear about thumbtacks. Obviously, I've never gotten powerbombed in the thumbtacks, but um, like people say, it, it it doesn't hurt going in; it just hurts being pulled out. Is that true, or is it just hurt on both sides? I don't even feel them coming out, to be honest. So I've done them a couple times. Uh, you get the initial impact, and uh, after that, like I, uh, the first uh, second second time I did them was an I Quit match uh, with Bam Shaw in Lynn Mass uh, for big time. And uh, he gave me a spine buster onto him. And after the show, I was out, uh, it was like the first time a bunch of uh, my training partners at Jiu-Jitsu had come to see me. And uh, I was standing there talking to them. I'm all covered in blood. And uh, one of them goes, hey man, uh, you still got a bunch of thumbtacks in your back. And I was like, I'll pull them out. <laughs> so I didn't even know they were there. Yeah, they don't, uh, you don't really feel them coming out. I don't, at least I don't. I mean, some people might, you know, not like I'm coming out and stuff, but uh, I usually compare it like because you're taking usually you're taking a bump onto them anyway, so you're really you're feeling the impact from the bump, and then there's just a little added, you know, scratch to it. <laughs>
So comparing stipulation matches to like a traditional rules match, do you like the adrenaline rush of those stipulation matches or would you rather just always keep it traditional? Uh, I do. I've been known to, uh, as soon as I hear that, you know, oh, hey, we're going to be doing this, this uh, no DQ match or something. I, the gears start rolling and I'm like, all right, all right, here we go. Uh, let's, let's do this and this. And then I usually get a look and I, dude, you're crazy. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever, man, we don't do these all the time. Like, let's go nuts. Uh, you know, I couldn't be one of these guys, you know, these deathmatch guys that, you know, do this two, three times a weekend and they're doing all sorts of, you know, glass and gussets and all this other stuff, man. you know, respect to them, you know, but uh, I'll wrestle traditional matches and then every once in a while get a little crazy and then go back. <laughs> do you have a favorite stipulation? I like ladder matches. I do. Uh, I'm a big fan every time. Like we, I've done a bunch of them uh, in Webster Mass for big time. And every time we go back to Webster, it's like, can do another ladder match? And it's like, I don't know. Maybe. Should we? <laughs> That's my favorite to watch. Yeah. So good. That's a big reason why like, I became a big fan of Eddie because he's a ladder match. Yeah, that, that's, that's the answer I wanted to hear. I'm a, I'm a big fan of ladder matches. That's why uh, we, they had the, um, the ladder match on Lowell that uh, um, OG uh, was hanging there from the, uh, from the roof and, you know, took the bump off. And I was like, man, I wish I was in this match tonight. You know, but it uh, uh, wasn't my turn. It wasn't my turn. Well, talking about matches you want to be a part of, now we'll uh, go to our final question of the night. And it's a question we ask all our guests. And it's, it could be two-parter, depending on how you answer the first part. But who is someone all-time that you want to have a dream match with? Um, it can be – you can add a stipulation if you want. Oh, man. All-time. So I, I, you have to say, you know, I feel like you have to say Shawn Michaels – just because you know it's it's going to be epic, it's going to be amazing. The between the in ring work, the story that it's going to tell, the promos leading up to it, they're all going to be good. And I grew up, you know, I mean, I'm 32, going to be 33. I grew up throughout, you know, his whole run basically. So he was always a, a favorite of mine. But I, I also have to say, I would have loved to have gotten a chance, you know, to work with uh, Mr. Perfect. And then obviously, you know, the Benoit's and the Guerrero's and the Malenko's. Like, it's just, it's hard to just pick one, you know? Um, and I've been very fortunate over the last 16 years that I've gotten to be in the ring with guys that I grew up watching, you know, the Hardy Boys, Billy Gunn, Scott Steiner, Buff Bagwell, Rock and Roll Express, Masato Tanaka, Tommy Dreamer, Nunzio, Sabu, Super Crazy, uh, Juventud Guerrera, like the list goes on and on of guys that I've gotten the chance to, to work with. And uh, it's just, you know, I've, I've been, not everyone's that lucky. You know, I'm very lucky. I did a show at a Six Flags where Mick Foley, like, was like the manager of my tag match, you know, for me at Six Flags. Like, what, what is that? You know, like, what is this? <laughs> you know, like, like you said, like we, we mentioned earlier, I uh, mean, I teamed with Gangrel to wrestle the Hardy Boys. What? <laughs> what <laughs> that's wild like, me and the new brood cool <laughs> yeah I, I watched that tag match um in preparation just 
hearing the, the brood music play and then you know he came to that you come out I'm like oh that's just so sick that must be like but i tagged tagged with him and heard that music i'm like oh dude, yeah. that's this amazing feeling it was it was it was cool especially in that building it's one of my favorite venues ever um Spartanburg Auditorium and uh we were just there this weekend we did uh big time did the big uh FTR versus rock and roll dream match place was jam-packed and uh it was awesome I was I was I was really I was originally supposed to um wrestle uh Scott Steiner C.W. Anderson actually he couldn't make it to the show so you know we switched up the card and I ended up in the match with Matt and uh it was awesome the place was like going crazy I think I think there's been some pictures out there, so people are kind of aware. Uh, Edge was backstage, so I uh, sold out Spartanburg Auditorium against Matt Hardy, and I come through the curtain, and Edge is standing there. It's like, what is this? What am I like? What? Like, like what? What is this? Like, what, you know? So uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Was that the first time you've seen like Edge at one of your shows? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He he came down because there's a lot of you know friends of his on the show. You know. F- yeah. He wanted to see FTR and rock and roll, you know, Law- Jerry Lawler was there, you know, Arn was there, you know, so he, uh, he had the time to uh, swing down and, and, and see the show and hang out backstage a little bit. I think he, I think he actually, he tweeted about a picture of the match. So it was kind of out there that he was there. He basically just hung out backstage for a little while, talked to him for a few minutes, but, you know, didn't want to, you know, bother him too much. Yeah. So uh, back to the original question. I just say it's a part two, depending on your answer. Um, any current wrestlers you'd like to have a dream match with and you add a stipulation if you want. I would love for me and any other member of the unit to face FTR. They are unbelievable. That that would be awesome. That'd... I would I would pay big money to see that match. <laughs> they, they are unbelievable. I would love that. And then another... So a, a match I've said f- for a long time is Miro. Big fan of Miro. Uh, there are a couple times where I would do extra work at WWE and I would just be like, please just make me the 205 Rusev. Like, just put me on 205 Live as Rusev and everything will be great. <laughs> big fan of, of, of him. And uh, yeah, but yeah, a big uh, uh, a tag match with FTR would be would be huge. They're, they're, uh, they're unbelievably good. Um, not just in the ring, but on the mic. Like, especially watching them with uh, rock and roll because I've, I've had several matches with rock and roll none of them were as good as what FTR did obviously <laughs> but uh they were up there um but yeah so like me and JT against FTR let's go well now that you guys are uh booking chaotic I think that you guys could probably make that happen huh uh we probably could uh, I gotta check Chase's bank account but uh, I think we can make it happen <laughs> All right, Danny. Well, with the last few minutes of our show here, we like to let our guests uh, plug, promote social media shows coming up, anything you want. So uh, right now the floor is yours. Yeah. So Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Danny Miles USA, um, shop dannymiles.com for, you know, some merchandise this Saturday. Uh, I don't know when this is going to go online, but uh, the 29th in uh, Dover, New Hampshire, you got chaotic wrestling and uh, me, JT and, uh, the OG have put out an open challenge and it looks like one member of the team will be uh slug your favorite love Doug there can't stand him so who knows who else will step up I don't know if he has friends maybe you two maybe it'll be you two on the other side I don't know I guess we'll it'll, it'll depend on the snow um uh then after that I got uh test of strength uh down in uh East Hartford Connecticut on February 
sixth. I want to say it is on oh, my calendar in front of me, but uh, yeah, it's the Sunday. It's the sixth. Uh, and I'm in a triple threat match with um, uh, Skyros and Bobby Ocean. Uh, the February 11th, you got chaotic. It'll be me and uh, OG against Brad Cashew and a partner of his choosing. I don't know who he's going to choose. Uh he can't have Chase because Chase's wrestling contract with Catholic Wrestling was torn up. So uh, he's got to find somebody uh, to step up and try to get a uh, uh, a win over the unit, which, come on, you know that's not going to happen. Um, and then as you mentioned earlier, uh, you get the big uh, Hardy Boy reunion, March 12th, Webster, Massachusetts, big time wrestling. Tickets actually went on sale uh, last night. So if you uh, head over to uh, the, the Big Time Wrestling Facebook page, you can actually uh, get the link to purchase tickets. And uh, I'll definitely be there, whether I'm the Hardy Boys step up and, you know, accept the challenge. I don't know. We'll see. Yep, that we will. Well, <laughs> all right, Danny, we want to thank you so much for joining us here tonight. It's been a blast having you on. Thank you again. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, I think, uh, like I said off air, this is my first time ever doing a, a, a podcast geared towards wrestling. Uh, 16 years, I've, you know, I've never really um, accepted any. I just, it wasn't really something I was like, oh, yeah, interested in doing. But uh, you, when you guys, you know, hit me up, I was like, you know what, yeah, I'm going to go do it. So, and it's actually opened up because now, uh, you know, I got a couple other, uh, we didn't even do ours yet. And I already got, you know, other requests. So uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to be, this is going to be something I'm doing now. I don't know. <laughs> There, that's our interview with Danny Miles of The Unit. Uh, that was a fun one, talking UFC. I always love talking UFC, learning about just um, – we haven't really went into, like, training and how people, like, develop and change their in-ring mechanics as much as we have in this episode. And that was cool to hear that and uh, kind of fan out. seems like we have a lot in common in terms of the wrestlers, wrestlers like to watch and the guys that – we're most fans of so it's cool to get the chance to talk to uh, talk to him oh my gosh stumble over my words <laughs> yes because the interview was so great it just made juice have to uh trip up and not even have his thoughts together but yeah that was a really great interview really fun i would have loved to see danny miles be 205 live rusev by the way i wish we could have got more into that but that's always what next time's for yeah i mean that's one of the guys that we all three of us have in common that we're a fan of you know, me and you were big Rusev guys, big Miro guys. Uh, hearing that, yeah, that was something we both would have loved to go into. And maybe we will. We'll definitely, we'll definitely have Danny Miles back again in the future. That is, we're definitely going to try to make that happen for everyone and for us because that was fun. All right. And we have one last little bit of wrestling news to talk before we end Top of the Cage tonight. And Juice, I don't think anybody who follows you on Twitter is at all surprised that this news made you more happy than anybody anybody in the world, I think, about it. So why don't we talk AEW last night? Yeah, Juicehausen is uh, very happy. Uh, Danhausen is all elite. Fuck, yes. Oh my gosh, it's the moment I've been waiting for. I've been talking about on this podcast multiple times. I don't shut up about it. I've tweeted about it on my personal account, on Top of Cage. It, dude, that was just, just a fun way to debut. Like, is unpredictable way too that's not how i expected a debut like i would have thought it would have been in the cm punk like mjf view. like they would have like a hardcore match at revolution and then he'd debut that way or something like that 
But no, like Adam Cole, oh, something's fighting me under the ring. What? Or something's on the table, and it's just a chair, and it's just Dan Housen. Dan Housen curses Adam Cole. Curious if maybe that curse will play in the future storylines. I am just excited for the possibilities of Dan Housen and AW. I know some people are worried that his um, dynamic won't work. It's, it just works. Like, it's going to work in AW. Uh, they got great writers there. And Dan Housen is just magic. And uh, that was just so fun. And uh, yes, <laughs> very nice, very evil man is all elite. Yep, very elite, very evil is what he tweeted out in response to the TK tweet about it being official. I, I think that that was the best way to debut him just because of two reasons. One, it fits his character so well. It was just random. He showed up, cursed Adam Cole, and then walked away. All he did was just walk away. Like, no fanfare, no music, no, you know, really big attention drawn to him. The attention just went right back to the match, and that was awesome. And the second reason why I really liked it is because a lot of casual fans of the product, people who really aren't involved with wrestling Twitter, people who really aren't involved with knowing about the indies, which is probably a pretty big portion of AEW's audience, but still they have their casual crowd. It gets encouragement to feel like, who the fuck was that guy? And then they go on his Twitter, see his videos, you know, go see some of his past matches and just see this guy is a great character. He is very nice, very evil, great merch, great slogans, great wrestling character. There's just so much that you have to love about Dan Housen. And like, like I've said in the past, like it's been built up for a while. Like I feel like with the chance that have happened, like some of the people that aren't as, like you said, aren't as familiar with like the indies that watch AW might have already looked up Dan Housen because of his chance. And then, um, and the rest, you know, look up him now. And there's so many possibilities. I'm curious if maybe they'll continue feud with Cole or there's so many possibilities. And I can't wait to see what they do with him. I hope he's on TV weekly, just all the time, in every single segment, for every single second. I'm just kidding, but I want him on TV weekly. I don't think that's too much to ask. <laughs> every single second, that's too much to ask, but... <laughs> we are both excited for Danhausen to be a part of AEW, and AEW had a great show overall, too. We'll say that quick, too. But um, as we come crashing down to the map on this episode of top of the cage we want to thank you for listening we want to thank danny miles for joining us here tonight make sure you guys are liking the podcast following the podcast downloading rating spotify has a rating system now by the way and if you don't give top of the cage five stars then when we get in the ring with danny miles we're just gonna have a five-star match to prove you wrong yeah, because, I mean, if you listen to everybody, you already know that uh, we're teaming with Love Doug, the face to unit. So. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, everybody, for joining us here tonight, and we hope to catch you next time.